0: morning, ladies. Happy, happy Monday. I hope that you are rested, that you had a great weekend, that it was filled with time with family and friends and memories. Um, We went and got trees with our neighbors this weekend. We actually do artificial trees. So I'd love to hear artificial tree family. Do you love a fresh cut tree? Um, I had COVID probably a month ago now and this is our second bout having it the first time I didn't know I had it I couldn't smell the bleach when I was cleaning and I know my earthy crunchy mamas I shouldn't be using bleach I just need I need to smell it like I need to destroy my lungs (laughs) apparently but I was cleaning the bathroom and I couldn't smell the bleach and I was like huh so I'm like like is this actually bleach and my husband came in like you shouldn't be huffing that (laughs) I'm like, I I can't smell it. Like, is it really, is it really bleach? He's like, yes, we all smell it. And I was like, oh, I should probably take a COVID test. Um, And I did, and I had it, but I was completely fine. Like that was a 30 minute block. I was fine the rest of the time. Nothing else changed with me. This last time we had it, I was so exhausted and I could still smell, but now like my sense of smell is like completely muted. And my husband has had this since we first had COVID in um, 2020. So it's been like two years legit in February for him now. Um, And I was always like, oh, it's not that big a deal. And now that I don't have it, it's such a big deal. (laughs) I miss smell. I miss smell. Mariah, I am an artificial one tree person as well. I actually um, so I struggle with seasonal depression. And I was having a super, like, just tough day. And I was like, I'm not putting up any tree this year. Like, I don't even, like, what's the point? And my mom heard, she was like, is it because your tree is old? And I was like, no, no, it has nothing to do with like my current tree. It just has to do with clutter. I think I had just decluttered so much. It's like, I don't want, like it takes up so much space and like furniture has to be moved. Anyway, she, sh- she shipped one to us. I was like, no, that wasn't the point. But I do actually love it. So she forced us in her own loving way. <laughs> the kids told Nana, mom doesn't want to put up a tree. And I was like, just, you know, I will. It was just something I said, okay? So artificial, absolutely, very little mess. Even when um, the kids were little. Like they, thankfully, were never ones to like play with the tree a lot. But as someone with just a hint, Of ocd and needing things organized as you can tell i couldn't deal with like constant pine needles on the ground or sap anywhere it would honestly probably drive me insane so (laughs) i'm happy someone else agrees with artificial let me know if you're artificial or real tree anyways we went up with them this weekend we always go on the tree trip because it's fun Um, We always go, but that was the point of my smelling. I couldn't smell anything. I love to get the branches and either make a wreath or put them around on our mantle. And I was like, do these smell? And Dustin's like, yes, it smells like a Christmas tree. It's like, I can't smell it. And we have these little like Christmas tree scent sticks, which I love. And I'd have to put it in my nose to actually smell it. So I think that's the part of Christmas I'm missing the most right now the smell of trees due to covid from a month ago that i still apparently can't smell even my coffee Mm, i guess when it's there i smell it good morning honey our hours is um ours is smaller that's what i did ask for if my mom was going to buy one i didn't want like this wide huge massive tree i'm like if you can make it charlie brown I would i'd be happy you know i'd be happy with that just touch away in its corner but <laughs> never about that i couldn't smell the trees and i couldn't smell the pine needles and dustin opened his trunk today where i kept them last night and he was like there's so much pine <laughs> in here and i was like oh i had no idea so sorry <laughs> sorry about that um so today we're talking about staying on track staying on track i dislike greatly the term i fell off the wagon i fell off track no you just lived your life and that's okay the world has somehow made things about being perfect like being perfect all the time um and it's not about that with your health or your wellness um it's not about that with your parenting it's not about that with your Relationship with your spouse. It's not about that with your relationship with your in-laws, right? Like being perfect and having everything be perfect. If that was the case, there would be no need for faith and there would be no need for Christ to come in and do his work or for God to do his work. We weren't called to be perfect. Jesus was. We were called to be more like him we were called to be made perfectly in his image but living in an imperfect world so there's constantly going to be these times where we feel like we slip up or we're not good enough and the enemy is taking this and i dislike this so much He's taking this and putting in your head that you're a failure that you can't stick to anything that look you know look at this you know she's trying another thing and can't do it she said she'd never yell at her kids again and here she is 20 minutes later yelling you said you'd start being open and honest with your husband but you're already keeping a purchase you made on amazon from him you whatever it is whatever it is you said you would eat healthy today and you started strong and then someone brought in cupcakes and you fell off the wagon the enemy wants you to think of all the things that you're failing at but god wants you to think of all the things you need his faith for we need the faith for his perfectness we need to see that yes we made a mistake and that's okay and we're going to learn from it so the next time it happens we get a little bit stronger we get a little bit more like him we produce some more of these fruits of righteousness and not the enemy's fruit so I want to talk about that today but first I want to pray if there was anything that you need prayer for, I know that this is a beautiful time of year as we get ready to celebrate the birth of our Savior, but it's also a really hard time for a lot of people. You don't have to judge your hardships or your feelings or your trauma to someone else's. I'm running into that a lot as well, where someone will say, Well, you know, this hurts, but, you know, at least it's not what she's going through, or at least it's not what they're going through. You're you're allowed to process through your trauma and your disappointments and your hurt and your pain as well. well. We don't have to compare it to someone else's and then try to say that we shouldn't be feeling those things. The same way we shouldn't compare against other people's health journey, we don't have to compare about someone else's sadness or anything like that so just know it's okay and you don't have to feel guilty for saying you know i need prayer i don't really want to share about it and even if you do like, i need prayer I'm, it seems silly but i'm struggling with food or i'm struggling with emotions and it doesn't have it's not silly it's not silly at all when you think those things oh it's silly i don't want to share it the enemy's trying to keep it secret and trying to make you feel alone that's not the case that's your little trigger word to know when you start feeling silly I want you to think secret and that's what the enemy wants you to do to keep it to yourself bring it to light you'll be surprised at how much support and prayer how much lighter you feel when you speak something into existence and someone else will say yeah I'm struggling with that too. struggle with food and emotion me too honey me too having surgery yeah brain surgery mariah my mother-in-law had um brain surgery gosh i was my husband was downstairs (laughs) right now but i think it was about a decade ago maybe 15 years ago um but i know i know not personally but i know how i felt in that waiting room so i know the anxiety there so absolutely we will be praying over that you writing um victim impact statements oh okay that's a lot that's a lot you know what though that means this there's a light at the end of the tunnel right this thing that's been a cloud over your head is finally shifting right it's finally moving there's almost an end right if the sentencing's on friday i hope i pray that that it's almost an end but that is a lot um there was my father-in-law texted me um do you guys have electricity and power and we were like is there a (laughs) hurricane? we don't know about in north carolina is there something we're missing because it's like nice and sunny and like really nice here today actually um and he goes yeah there was like a terror attack or whatever on your substations and i was like that What's a substation we have power and everything but apparently there's a lot of people who um do not and it's something that we take for granted that's one of those things where i know it's silly but can you pray for our heat or pray for our power or for my internet because it's how i work or whatever that is it's not silly decompression surgery oh mariah absolutely absolutely praying Um, We'll have lives before them, but I would love to that Monday before, if it's all right with you, Myra, just all come together and virtually lay hands over you and say Myra with your son if you're okay saying his name. You don't have to. Um, I won't say it in place. Myra is one of my clients, so I won't do that. But if you feel confident, we can all just come together and pray over. Over him and over you and for peace for that situation so let us come together we will pray and then we will get um, started Lord God I just thank you so much for the women who are um, under my voice right now or that are listening at a later time father I thank you for the ability to connect with women not only all over North Carolina but all over the country and, and the world Lord Thank you for using me as a vessel to speak your truth about what health and what fitness should look like and how we can incorporate your word into this. Father, give us the fruits of the spirit that we are so longing for to be closer to you. Um, Give us confidence in your plan for our life. Give us um, the faith to believe. I've been coming back to scripture, Lord, Lord, help my unbelief, Um, and I just want to believe, Father, in a world as broken as this. I don't want to think like the world. I want to think like you think that there is purpose in this plan, Lord. There is, I believe there is something bigger on the other side of that. So, Lord, um, help our unbelief and help us to shine like the lights that are on trees, whether artificial or real, um, or in yards. Um, to shine bright like those lights for others to see your goodness in this season lord i look at all of the twinkling lights around our neighborhood and i think about how powerful we are when we all come together for the good of your kingdom help us to come together in this season lord to lift each other up to encourage each other to um correct each other lovingly to Um, persuade each other to push forward for your kingdom, God, um, and to light up the world. Help us to be the salt of the earth. Help us to twinkle together like the lights that are on the trees, Lord, and help us bring others closer to you in this season when the enemy is so fighting to keep others away from you. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. In Jesus' name. Yes, I am absolutely praying for that, Cynthia. Absolutely, Mara. You know, as one of my clients, um, Cynthia, is as well, I always get emotional when I cry when I pray. I always get emotional when I cry, really. Do you know? I always get emotional when I pray. It's one of those funny things I never wanted to pray when I first became a Christian. I would um, have my husband do it, he was raised. Um, in a Christian home, his dad was a pastor. I was not, not in any malicious way, just that's not what we did. And so for years I would never pray until my husband made me pray. He was like, no, you're praying over dinner today. So you wanna talk about silly things. I wouldn't even pray over the food. I was like, I don't want anyone to hear me. And Dustin's like, I'm the only one that's gonna hear you. And I was like, no, no, you're the one that can probably judge the harshest right? You grew up in church. Like, I'll pray around someone who, like, doesn't know if I'm right or wrong, right? Like, doesn't know. And he has said the other day, um, you're one of the strongest prayers I know. Like, you're the first to go into prayer. I do not feel that way. He said it. Um, but it struck me because it was something the enemy wanted to, dim that the spirit had put in me, right? Power prayer, and I feel that way. Um, And I never would've, I never would've had this group. I can't even fathom praying in front of all of you ladies now if I wasn't pushed the right way for my husband to pray. And man, the enemy really would've won because I've seen what God can do with the power of prayer, I've seen so much through prayer. He has blessed me that way. So if there is something on your heart that you know that the Spirit has put in there and that you're a little embarrassed to do it, this is your push to do it. But yes, now I cry. I'm I'm like that person in worship, like, ah! now they're like, what happened? Or people will come over and give me a hug. I'm like, no, God is so good. He's so good, that's all, it's just, the spirit meets the body and I'm crying. So thank you for dealing with that. I do want to touch on that. What a nice little segue that sometimes we need that little push with our health and wellness too, right? We've been riding the train long enough, letting other people do the work. Um, maybe that's letting other people, um, research things for us. Maybe it's just doing the research, but never actually taking the step. Right. Cause I was in the Bible and I was reading and I was getting closer to God, but I wasn't, wouldn't like verbalize with my mouth. And that was the biggest thing when I accepted Christ and I was like, do I really have to like go up there and say these words? Like, doesn't God know my heart? And yes, He does know your heart, but there is power when you speak it. There is power that happens when you say it out loud. That's why a lot of people will say just post that you're starting working out because then you feel like you have to hold accountability for people. They could care less if you worked out or not, but it's the accountability you have, right, that you're like, oh, I said this, so I'm going to do it. Now, not in my strength, in his. So I want you to think about your nutrition, about your workouts. What excuses are you holding on to that is preventing you from stepping forward in your health journey, from taking the step forward in your health journey? Things that can hold you back. For me praying we'll use that example right for me praying it was that i was not smart enough that i didn't have the right words i wasn't a christian long enough i wasn't entitled to um i would say the wrong thing and be judged i mean there was there was a lot dustin had asked the other day something i can't even remember what it was about and he goes well give me six reasons why not i go i'll give you 60. okay (laughs) just look, listed it off This is why I love my husband so much. He does challenge me, but then I end up challenging him back. Like, you want six? You want six reasons why not? Here's 106, okay? You don't know who (laughs) who you're messing with here, buddy. I'll give you way more than you asked for. So for me, it was all those excuses for not praying and never taking the step and always allowing someone else to do it and never really growing in my walk. I was in one way but i wasn't growing how the spirit wanted me to grow and i didn't get to see what prayer could do through me what praying out loud could do for others and if you don't pray with your spouse you don't pray out loud with your kids i encourage you to do this to take that it is very 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 important to pray for your spouse together to pray for your kids together um, to let them hear that, to let them see that. I digress. So those were my reasons why I wasn't praying out loud. But your reasons were looking for this. I'm fat already. I'm never going to have nice body and, and eat bad. Honey, you're not alone. I guarantee you more than half the women in here think that. Seeking food is comfort rather than God. Mm, where's your joy come from? I did a podcast on that. Gosh, I think last year, Mariah. Um, what's holding you back? And a lot of people will use the excuse, well, fear of fail, like fear of failure. I would argue that it's the feel, fear of actually succeeding. There's something God wants to put, you wouldn't be here if you didn't want to be healthy. But this is going to be your encouraging step. That you need to actually do something about it. If you're unhappy, you need to do something about it. Jenny, depression, I talked about that earlier. Hi. I'm here with you. You're not alone, sister. You're really, really not. There are people that you can talk to. There are doctors who can help. Um, There's medicine. You can go on if needed. I'm a firm believer that it can help when you use it in the right way. And you, you get a good Christian therapist and a good Christian psychologist, and they're out there. You have to fight and look for them. They're not always going to find you. How hard are you willing to fight to transform where you are currently to where you want to be? We talked about your goals, and I talked about this in um, my boot camp too. If your goals aren't aligned with God's promise then we're working towards something that's not fruitful it's not going to produce fruit it's it's not going to bring you anywhere so the first thing you have to go is make do is make sure that your goal is god focused compare it to scripture look at it i want to lose weight nowhere in scripture does it say like the thinner the better really um the less you weigh the better you'll be a better disciple for me it's not based in scripture it says to be healthy healthy for you is different for me and it certainly isn't about weight it it isn't I've seen very unhealthy skinny people I've seen very very healthy people that are labeled obese so it can't be about weight it can't be about eating like for weight either eating a certain way to lose weight that's not scripture based we can eat a certain weight that's pleasing to God That's in scripture, right? The whole Daniel diet I just got done studying. Daniel, man, if you haven't read Daniel, what a book. It was completely eye-opening and spiritual warfare on a new level. Oh, I just love, I love reading about it and sort of like justifying like, I knew, I knew that. I knew I wasn't crazy. So it just has to be God-oriented. So let's make sure that your goals are actually something God wants for your life. Not a scale, not a pant size. That's not going to do it. It's not going to be enough to sustain you. Two, you actually have to take a step. Because now if your goal is God-oriented, you know that it's God-ordained, you've prayed over it, you've asked for it, Um, you heard the word, right? A seed was planted here. You're going to have to work for it. The farmer doesn't plant wheat and then get it the next day. I truly believe this is why Jesus used so many farming parables because farming doesn't work like that. And we are being farmed and harvested for the kingdom of Christ. So if we stop looking at ourselves like the pickers of all the things, what you reap, you sow, and I'm sowing, we're not always in a season of sowing. Sometimes we're in a season of sitting, Sometimes we're in a season of sadness. Sometimes we're in a season of unknown. Like, I don't know what God wants for me in this season. It feels quiet, and we talked about that, because we're not always the one Jesus is running after. We've been saved. So he's out there and expecting us to be out there going after the one who's not saved yet. We're going we're gonna to be okay. we got the spirit here, right? And We forget that. We have to work for it. You're going to have to plant your seed and then water it on the days when it doesn't feel like being watered. Water it on the day you don't feel like getting up. Water it even though you don't see the sprout yet. Make sure that it's in good soil. Make sure you're keeping things out, right? Once it starts to bud, sometimes we get so excited, like, yeah, I lost a pound. And then we forget to keep things out Right? Those temptations that come in, we forget to keep those out. And then the rabbit just takes it all and we're like, oh, my bud has gone. You're not falling off the wagon when that happens. I'm sick of this thing, actually, falling off the wagon. You're not. You're learning. God is giving you a chance to learn. Stop looking at setbacks in your life. Stop looking at hardships in your life under the lens of the world and start looking at them under the lens of the word. Trials and tribulations are good. Just go ahead and read Corinthians, read anything Paul wrote. The more you suffer, the better. That's sad, but it's also true. That's biblical. So if you're suffering right now, if you're struggling right now, that's good. You're becoming something bigger and better your god is working something through you and you don't have to believe it yet you don't have to believe that the seed you planted is going to produce fruit it's still going to do what it needs to do with or without your help but you have to do something you have to do something even after the seed pops up sometimes we're so like this way that we don't even notice that it's growing and then we look and it's dead It's grown, it's lived its life, it wasn't picked, it wasn't harvested, and now it's dead. And we go, we missed it. I don't want you to miss this. I don't want you to miss this. You're going to have to change. You can't just plant it and go, see you in the spring. Hopefully, you know, something comes. Hopefully it changes. You're gonna have to be stretched. This is your loving push whether that is hiring a coach to say, yeah, that's my next health step. I'm going to work with someone who knows what the heck they're doing. I'm working with um, an athlete right now. She has worked out for years, years. And today, this morning when I was training her, she's like, I never knew. Like, this is how you were supposed to work out for my goals. Like, I always was doing it the wrong way, not seeing results, and said, Oh, I'm not doing it hard enough. When it wasn't that at all, she was doing things too hard, right? So it, it can be done the wrong way. You might just need professional help. Jenny, I'm so proud of you for being on, on medicine and for getting help through this. I'm so proud of you. That is amazing. What's your next step? Is it to join a gym and actually go? Have you joined the gym and you've never set foot in it? That was some, one of my uh, client's challenges last week. She goes, I've joined a gym. I've been there for five months, I've never gone in. I go, I don't even want you to go and work out at the gym. I just want you to walk in it. I want you to actually open the doors and walk in. That's a win. That, that's a good win. That's getting something under your belt. And she did. She goes, I'm inside like yes what's in there tell me what machines are there like take a picture so we can know what we're what we're working with here i'm not gonna have you jump on anything just send me a picture and i gave her a whole tutorial of how to use the machine so she knew what she was doing when she went in there this is your loving push dustin gave me a loving push to pray and it was very uncomfortable i didn't want to do it it took such a long time and i have years wasted because i was just like mm, it's uncomfortable. I don't want to, I'm embarrassed, I'm ashamed, I'm, you know, whatever. No one else cares. Everyone is so self-focused. No one else cares about what you're doing. Unless you're running around naked. Then they'd be like, wow, that's new. Haven't seen that. Um all right. Honey, you're no longer allowed to say you're fat. That's your challenge you're not you're not fat because you are beautifully made in god's image god made you exactly how you were meant to be for this specific time in this exact situation you're not fat you're loved you're beautiful you're whole you're complete and now you can treat your body with that respect not out of hate when you call yourself fat and ugly and not able to hit goals and and all these different things when you talk to yourself like that you punish your body with food and restriction and exercise when you go i'm loved perfectly made in God's image, and he's gonna do a work through me starting on the inside, that's when you go, I'm not gonna eat that because that's not God's food. That's not what God would want for his perfect daughter made in his image that he crafted, that he individually thought of, that he planted here right now. That's, that might not be what's best. I have to put up some boundaries, and that's a good thing. God wants me to put up some boundaries, not because it's bad, because it's going to help me grow closer to God. You need to come at your health from a place of Christ, not at a place of hate and condemnation and um, anger and frustration. When you do, it's going to—it's never going to work. It's a worldly way. You are loved. You no longer get to say that word. That is a swear word. that is a banned word. We're not using it anymore when then you say i come to the gym have one year and i am more fat we're gonna go i've come to the gym for a year and i've gained some experience on what machines not to use or uh, what machines i don't like or things that i do and i actually went there so that's a win anything else anything else but you're not no one no one in here is someone i was talking to said oh i just say fat that's just like a word no, that's a word you want your daughter saying it's not a word I want my daughter saying, about someone or to herself. It's not not how we're raising our girls. Ladies, we're not. It is a bad word. It's demeaning. It's rude. It's not Christ-like. So stop, I don't care if you think it's the truth, it's not the truth, because when we compare that to the scripture, it's not the truth. You are beautifully made in his image. So when we think about our goals, we need to think about if they're in line with God's, When we start taking action, we're going to have to feel uncomfortable. The seed's not comfy. It's in a dark place. And it's being watered and not knowing why. You're still going to have to do the work when you don't want to, when you don't want to wake up, when you don't feel like it, when you're tired, when it's raining, when it's sunny, when it's snowing, when it's sweating, when you're on vacation, when you're not on vacation, when you have a job, when you don't. You're going to have to do this day in and day out. Paul did, in jail, out of jail, being beaten, not being beaten, being condemned, not being condemned, with a group, without a group. He did it day in and day out, and that's what makes it a habit. That's what makes it a habit. Daniel prayed every day, even though he was taken from his home where praying wasn't allowed. He still prayed at the same time every day, every day, every day. It was a habit for him you've got to do it even when you don't have a gym you don't have a beach body membership you don't have a trainer you don't fully know what you're doing you've got to do it day in and day out always always whether you want to or not paul did not wake up and was like can't wait to be beaten today like can't wait to be whipped today can't wait for all of these things to happen no he did it anyways So we're going to enter in this season of health knowing that we're going to be beat up. Like Oreos will beat you up. Seems silly. Bread at the restaurants might beat you up. Second helpings might beat you up. Not wanting to work out, the alarm might beat you up. All these things might beat you up. But that's getting you stronger. It's producing in you a good fruit. A good fruit. So when we fall off the wagon, we're not falling off the wagon. We are learning. We're figuring out what doesn't work. Oh, when I bring brownies to a potluck, I eat the whole thing. So next time I'm going to bring carrots. (laughs) Lesson learned. When I, I don't know, trick or treat with my kids, I keep too much candy and I eat it all in the closet. So we're not going to do that. anymore or we're gonna donate it i don't care what you do these are learning experiences for us so i actually was going to say i want you to read through hebrews because that's um my verse right now right next to arby's not evil it's tempting and uh, i don't like arby's but if you do like arby's this is your chance to produce a good fruit and saying no (laughs) No. You can say no to Arby's. You can say no to the next you know, thing that the PTO wants you to do that you really don't have time for. So you can say no to that too. So make sure your goal is in line with God. Here's your push. It's going to be uncomfortable. You're not going to want to do it. You're going to feel awkward. It's going to feel weird at first. It has taken me a decade to actually feel good about praying. And I still don't feel all that good. I'm still not great at it. I'm not like a pro. But it's going to take consistent effort. Praying when I'm sad. Praying when I'm happy. Praying when things go right. Praying when things go wrong. Praying when I'm running. Praying when I'm not. Praying in the car. Praying in church. It's going to take a lot of work. So it's going to take a lot of work with you eating inside, outside, with friends, not with friends. We're not going to learn it all in one day. It's been a decade of learning to pray for me. probably going to take a decade of learning to be healthy for you. Are you okay with that? going to take a long time it's not always going to be easy it's not always going to be pretty and you're not falling off the wagon you're learning and producing and being pruned so stop saying that you're not but you are going to have to change something in order to see change what is your change going to be signing up doing a boot camp with me with anyone else it's like a million coaches is it going to be joining a gym there's like a million of those too. every corner has a gym Is it going to be watching your calories for the first time ever? Ooh, I don't track my calories. It's too hard. It's because you never stick to it. You need to do that. You need to know where you're at. So figure out where you should be and stick to it for the next decade. And then after a decade, you'll know what it feels like to eat right. And then you'll have to change it because women have hormones. And that's just a big, big bowl of fun for us women. So that's what I want us to work on. We're not falling off the wagon and we're not you know horrible and fat and uncapable that's the enemy speaking we're going to produce a good fruit that is going to be based in scripture that is going to move you forward and it's going to feel uncomfortable and like you don't want to do it but the longer you hold off the more regret you're going to have about not starting sooner i I wish i would have started praying sooner but I get to see what God has to do for me for the next part of my life. Don't wait any longer. You're going to have that feeling of uncomfort. That's good. That's a good thing. Like, I don't know if I should. You should. You should. This is your push. You need to do that thing that you've been thinking about that God put on your heart that you keep saying no to. I don't know what it is, but you need to actually do it. So go do it. Talk to yourself different. Like post positive things, you know? Like do something different. Don't look at the internet anymore. Don't pay attention to people who are mean. Don't do that anymore. Do something different to get a different result with Christ. Words, oh, Lords. <laughs> Ladies, I love you. I've got to hop on another call. I'm sorry, Mara, if you're listening. And um, I hope that this was helpful. We're going to be focusing more on this as we continue. But don't fight the fight go with it you got to go into it put your armor on and go into the fight knowing god's on your side don't just sit on the sidelines like no not today god has something for you in that fight go fight for it go see it i want to see what's on the other side let me know what your battlefield looks like and what action step you're going to take is it praying out loud is it going to the gym is it putting boundaries around your food putting boundaries around what you say yes to Let me know what that is. And maybe it's just not self-hatred talk. It could be anything. Let me know what that is, and I'll talk to you ladies soon. Have a great day.